Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good evening. I'm Arlene Bynum sitting in for Alex Pearson this week. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of dark stuff as we talk about some of the big stories of the day. But this is a good story. We know that housing and how tough it is to find a house in this city is becoming more and more of a challenge. And what do you do? What do you do and where do you go? Well, now we have a story how two single mothers bought a house and they share it and they bought it together. Not only is this sharing a house, though, as we're going to find out, this is about human friendship and human relationships in a completely different way and very, very heartwarming. Kelly Wilk and Aaron Corrigan bought an East End Semi. They paid uh, just over a million dollars for it, and they did it about two years ago. And they both were in different circumstances. One was a widow, and the other couldn't get into the housing market. And then they found a heartwarming solution. I would like to welcome... Aaron Corrigan. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Not a problem. Housing, it is expensive, is is frustrating, it is skyrocketing, it is one of the major, major stories and major things that affects life in the big city these days. And you are doing something right now that's a little bit unique. You bought a house with somebody else and they were just a friend. How did it happen? Well, um, I guess I had seen other stories of other people who had done it that I was sort of uh, new. And then I had some friends who had so- shown me some articles about this because I was not going to get into that housing market um, because I couldn't get the down payment. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this and I had my lovely friend Kelly and she um, had been through some really you know, terrible, tragic circumstances, but she did own her house. So she was kind of in a position where she was in this house that was kind of falling apart around her. And I was in the position where I had a steady income that I could get a mortgage. And so we figured combining our forces, we could get something much better for the both of us. So one situation helped another situation. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. (laughs) It is. And you both have children. We do. Well, actually, I didn't have um, a child before we moved in. (laughs) I got pregnant literally a month after we moved in. And one of my friends said, it's because he knew he was home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Yeah. And Kelly has been sort of my birth coach partner through all that. And what we did was we made this podcast about that so people could listen to it and kind of learn about that. But Kelly had... Um, and uh, at the time, a six-year-old, now he's mm-hmm. now eight, mm-hmm. um, and his other parent had passed away when he was only 19 months old. So she'd been on her own for a while. So this isn't just a story about housing. This is a story about people coming together and giving us another definition, perhaps, of family. Absolutely. And that's actually what our entire podcast is about. So um, we already had this idea ahead of time, and then 
the co-housing thing kind of just naturally came into it. Um, and, and it's been, a, we have a wonderful family, including the person that lives in our basement, <laughs> you know? Wow. You're expanding. So, <laughs> you yeah. know, when we talk about family, we talk about unconditional love and all those things. This may not be unconditional, but it is support. In what ways bringing your family together, do you act like the traditional kind? Oh my gosh. Well, actually, sometimes I think we function better than a conditional yeah. <laughs> family, to be quite honest. I bet. Um, because, well, Kelly and I have often said that um, we're partners in terms of our house, like our house mm-hmm. management. We we partnered financially. And when we were uh, creating this, it almost kind of felt like we were financially getting married. <laughs> and you were. You know? Yeah. And like in the sense that we were combining. And um So what happened kind of naturally is that we go in between our apartments. So I have an apartment and Kelly has an apartment and I would go upstairs and I would see her son doing something. I'd be like, excuse me, Ben. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and then, you know, I had this baby and suddenly she's like goo goo gaga and he's doing things with her that he didn't do with me. And I'm like, hey, now. So we ended up realizing we're co-parenting, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but we both have our own homes to go home to. And we get to choose whether or not we have dinner together. And we get to choose what, like, you know, how much time we spend together or things that we do outside of the home as a family. Um, and then we also don't have to deal with each other's mess, <laughs> which I think is a lot of the reason people argue. Right? Well, so. part of it. But let me ask you, 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 you're creating a family. And are you concerned about even that family? Like, what if you wanted to go your own way? And and your family has formed this cohesive bond. Are you are you good with that? Well, I, I what did you mean by go your own way, right? Well, because... yeah, what if it, you know, the situation changes and you're, you know, you've got this family that acts like a family, then I guess there are, there are responsibilities you would feel emotionally. Yeah, well, I don't think that it has to necessarily completely change. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, we, we, I think we realize that we've made a kind of a lifelong commitment. Like mm-hmm. we even joke about how we're going to retire in these places, even <laughs> if we don't live here forever. Cause they're just such, we live in such a great home and it's, it's such a, like it's two separate apartments. So if we wanted to rent it out individually, we could do that and then come back into it and retire here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, yeah, I don't, I think it's, we've really, we're in it for the long haul. Like when we signed that agreement for 30 years mortgage, we, we really meant it. Like we're, we're, um, and if we have, we have other partners and stuff, we're going to keep an open dialogue about that. But I think we've even formed better communication living together than we had as being friends for 20 years. (laughs) The last two years have been a way that we've been able to develop our family and develop, sort of our way of coping with stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have such confidence in that, I guess, that if, if one of us was to have a partner, I know that we would still be able to respect each other um, and be able to have the boys share time together. And, and I would be sad to not be in Ben's life and Kelly would be sad not to be in my son's life. So we've always, we've even talked about what happens in our wills as a result of Wow, that. this is yeah. this is really something. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, what do you know? Finally, I want to know. What do you maybe know about what makes a good family or what makes a good relationship that you've learned in this untraditional one? 
<laughs> I think um, it, it's uh, understanding each other's strengths and being compassionate with each other's weaknesses um, and being able to have a really open communication and also wonderful boundaries. So, and being able to talk about those boundaries and not feel bad about those boundaries. You know, for us, we even have physical boundaries. So that really helps for us to maintain them. Well, congratulations. I think everybody probably learned a couple of things from this. Erin Corrigan, (laughs) thank you, Connie. What's the name of your podcast? It's called Fashioning Families. All right. Thank you so much. And you have a great evening in your, your family and your wonderful house. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers.